Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Podcast Answer Man, the podcast about podcasting. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. And I'm excited to come before you this evening and bring to you a conversation that I'm about ready to have with another one of my favorite podcasters out on the web, and definitely by far uh, an awesome Christian witness on the web when it comes to the area of podcasting. And so without any further delay, let me go ahead and introduce to you who we're going to be having a conversation with this evening. His name is Steve Webb, and you may have already heard of him. He's very popular. He's been interviewed by lots of people out there, has many shows. In fact, Steve Webb has the entire LifeSpring family of podcasts, 11 shows in total, and seven of those shows he actually does himself. He has one show that is a seasonal Advent-style show that he does, and he also produces uh, three other shows. I believe one of them is uh, that his wife does, so he produces that for her. And uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll let him correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the Life Spring podcast was the very first Christian podcast, that, I mean a full-blown real podcast, that was not broadcasted sermons. Did I get that right, Steve? That is correct. Well, welcome to the Podcast Answer Man. And uh, I'm going to ask people to bear with us. Uh, Skype was not working this evening, and so at the very last minute, we've decided to go with Google Talk to get this connection. Steve, why don't you start off by telling us just a little bit of a a more personal side of yourself? Thank you, Cliff, for inviting me to be on the show. I'm I'm really excited about this. I'm honored to be on the show with you, Cliff. Thank you. Thank you for that. A personal thing about myself. Well, let's see. I'm a I'm a dad. I've got three sons, uh, 24, 15, and 13, and uh, that takes up an awful lot of my time, other than uh, podcasting. And uh, I'm married, of course, to the lovely lady Leanne. Uh, we've been in business together for about well, we've been married for nearly 20 years, and we've been in business for that whole time. We we do windshield repair. We we don't replace windshields. We fix them when they get broken. And uh, she works that with me, and she does the podcasting thing with me, and uh, she's uh, the best thing that ever happened to me other than meeting um, Jesus Christ. That is awesome. So, And, it, and it's uh, kind of funny because I've actually just learned that about you. I've been listening to your podcasts for uh, just a little over a year now. Wow. And outside of uh, windshield repair, you're in very involved in podcasting, and I'd like to ask you how you got started into the area of podcasting. I used to be involved in Cub Scouts with my youngest son, Timothy, and we were on a, uh, a Cub Scout backpacking trip in Joshua Tree National Park out here. It's in the middle of the desert, but uh, you know it's a nice place to go if you're a Cub Scout and you want to get away from things. And one night, um, when, when we were camping, about 2.30 in the morning, I woke up and I began to have my mind filled with all these ideas for this podcasting thing. And I had heard it go about three or four weeks earlier, an interview that Leo Laporte did with Adam Curry on Leo's local radio show here at KFI, or the Techland KFI. Um, I didn't know who Adam Curry was because I had not been a big MTV fan, but I had been in radio years and years ago. So here's Leo and this guy by the name of Adam Curry talking about this thing on the internet that's sort of kind of like radio, but not. And it just kind of piqued my interest. And I, but I didn't think too much 
about it until this night that God, really, it was God that woke me up at 2.30 in the morning. The reason I say it was God that did it is because I don't wake up in the middle of the night. I'm the kind of guy that when I put my head down on the pillow, I am out until the next morning. And so God woke me up and he began to fill my mind with the ideas for the LifeSpring podcast and the format and everything else. And so really that's how I got into it is, is I really feel as, as like God called me to do it. That's the short version. Here, here you are. You, you feel that God is calling you to enter into this field of podcasting. Now, when you launched your first show, how, how many people did you have listening to you? Oh, golly, you know, that's a difficult question. I don't, don't know that I've ever thought about how many people were actually listening. But the reason I know that it was uh, something that, that I was supposed to do is that very same week, I mean, within days of putting the first show out, um, I got a, um, an email from a person in uh, Chicago, and here I am in Southern California. I thought, oh, this is cool, all the way from Chicago. <laughs> and she told me how God had used this podcast to help bring her back to himself. She had been a dedicated, you know, devout Christian earlier in her life, but she had fallen away. And uh, the whole story is really quite miraculous, but boil it all down, she picked up her iPod, a brand new iPod, and she has no idea how the show got onto her iPod, but she listened to it. And it encouraged her to come back and, and reignite her relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that told me, you know, Steve, you're doing the right thing. And then the following week, I got an email from a fellow in um, Sweden. And he said, Steve, how do I know what's right? He says, I'm reading the Quran, I'm reading the Bible. How do I know what's right? And so I spent the next three or four weeks talking about how or why I believe the Bible is the true word of God. And uh, long story short there, um, he became a Christian, and the last I heard from him, he's, he's following Christ and, and growing in faith. And, and so, you know, to me, it wasn't ever the numbers. I didn't really care about the numbers. It was just being faithful to the call that God put on my life. Right. And the, the main overarching thing that God told me is proclaim my name. And so everything that I do on the show is about proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. That is very exciting. And, and uh, you know, I also have recently come to the realization, and it came to me early on, I actually am working as an insurance agent, and I make a pretty decent income. When I got into podcasting, I found that I was spending a lot of time podcasting because this was really exciting. And I wanted to do it as a ministry tool. And, and one of the ways that I actually decided to do this was after reading a book. Have you ever heard of the book by Dick Staub called Too Pagan, Too Christian? No. It's an excellent book, and it talks about... You know, the fact that, that many times we get caught up in our Christian circles and we only talk about Christian things with Christian people and, and we're not really interacting with the outside world at all. And he mm-hmm. said if we, if we really wanted to live like Christ, we would actually find ourselves being in the middle of two di- you know, different areas. One where we would actually live a life that seemed a little bit too pagan for some of our Christian friends. Uh, such as when Jesus was often said, you know, why does he hang out with, you know, drunkards and prostitutes? You know, this, that's not right. And, uh, then of course he would also be accused of being too religious or too, for, for the pagans out there, for the non-Christian people. And and that's where we need to be living our lives. 
Absolutely. That's exactly the message, really, that God gave me that night in Joshua Tree. My show has never been for Christians, specifically. I mean, I'm thrilled that I have Christians that listen and whom I interact with and I've developed friendships with through the show. But it's Lifespring has never been primarily about them. That's why I didn't want to do a show that was just repurposed church sermons. You know, God said that the very... When he was talking to me that night, he said, the very first mass medium was the Gutenberg Bible. And he says, I want to be a part of that. But I want you to reach out to people that are kind of, you know, questioning the whole God thing. And they don't really know who Jesus is, but they're curious. They want to know. And so um, I always make it a point on my show to, to try not to ever use, you know, Christianese. I don't use, you know, church buzzwords. Um, I, I try to make it very accessible for people that, that weren't brought up in the church and who, who, who aren't Christians. I try and, you know, make it very easy to understand. And so, yeah, I mean, exactly what you're saying. We need to be for them. I mean, obviously, we have to be different in terms of our behavior, we shouldn't be out if we're, you know, hanging with people that are overindulging in booze. We don't do that. But at the same time, we don't think that we're better than them and we're going to go hang with them. It, that's exactly it. And my desire was that, you know, if, if I can establish some relationships with people and I live the life that I believe God wants me to live, then hopefully God will draw him, draw people to himself through that. Yep. And that is exactly where we found ourselves. So let me ask you, the reason why I asked about your numbers is because of the number of podcasts that you're doing. It seems to me, and, and I'm going to ask you, do you have a desire to do this full-time one day? Oh, I've never made that a secret. Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 52, and the windshield repair gig is getting just a little bit difficult for this body. Uh, I've beat it up pretty bad over the years. I was in construction before that. I've been a bricklayer. I've been a carpenter. I've been a ski patroller. And, you know, it's time for me to slow down. And I would certainly love to be able to do this full time, give my body a break. But this is where my passion is. I mean, I don't get up in the morning and say, oh, boy, today I go get, I get to go repair windshields. But, boy, every Monday, Monday is my podcasting day. And uh, I know that when I wake up in the morning, I can spend all day long doing my shows. And, boy, to me, that's where my, where my passion is. What kind of things would need to happen for Steve Webb to make the next step to where you could do this full time? Well, we need to get more sponsors on the shows. That would certainly help. I recently put some donate links uh, on the website on the show notes pages. Uh, but, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a God thing because I think in order to make the kind of income that we need, uh, to you know, replace what we're doing in our 20-year-old business. So you know, we're doing pretty well after 20 years at this, almost 20 years. Um, it's it's going to be a God thing, and I don't know how He's going to bring it together. I think it'll probably be a, a combination of sponsors and and maybe some uh, you know commercial type sponsors, and then perhaps some good people that you know out of the goodness of their heart they want to support us. I don't know. Well, let me ask you a couple of things about your equipment. When I mean, obviously, there are a lot of brand new podcasters that are listening to this particular show, and they're just now getting into the field of this. Now, your show, you, you had mentioned that you had some radio experience. Tell us a little bit about your radio experience. 
Oh, that's totally not on the air type stuff. Um, this is way back, and this is before some of you were born. Way back when radio was new. No, not quite that early, but uh, 1979, I, I started working for an FM station in San Bernardino, California, uh, helping to sell radio advertising. And um, within three years, I was the sales manager of, they had both an AM and an FM radio station. Um, so I sold radio advertising. I did some production, um, you know, wrote the spots, recorded them, and, and put them out on the air. But uh, I was never an on-air personality. Uh, but people have told me, you know, for most of my life, hey, Steve, you've got a great radio voice. So <laughs> I guess that's just something that God saw ahead for podcasting. I don't know. When when I started listening, there was a I, – I had – before I actually got into podcasting at all, even – before I heard my very first podcast, I had listened to uh, XM Radio, and there was a Christian uh, podcast or not, a Christian radio show that was like a a call in style show, and it's very similar sounding to your LifeSpring podcast. Oh. And in fact, after I had found out about podcasting, it took about a month before I came across your show, and I'm sitting there thinking, that's that guy from XM Radio. And so you, your show is very well professionally produced, and you do seem to have that natural uh, radio voice, I guess, if you will. I, to me, that's funny, because when I hear myself, it's, I, I don't hear that at all. But uh, no, I, I, I guess it's just a you know, gift from God, and you know, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad that people like to listen to it. Now, as far as the equipment that you use, what are you using now, and uh, where did you start out? Well, let me go the other direction. I'll start where I started out. Um, the pastor at my church has always been just so supportive. Um, when I first started the show, he let me you know, put the files up on the church website. I was the webmaster, so <laughs> I was the only one that knew how to do it anyway. But he said, sure, if you want to put your files up there, that's great. And, and he let me use the equipment at the church. And so I would bring the – we had an SM58 up front um, at the front of the platform. And so I'd bring it back to the mixing board in the back, and I'd hook things up and – just use the stuff that was at the church. Um, ran through a, a, about a 24-channel mixing board, and uh, uh, there were some compressors and stuff like that, that uh, that they had set up. I didn't know how to work them at all, but I just knew how to, you know, hook my uh, notebook up to the to the computer there and uh, the mixer and recorded it that way. Um, after a while, I got kind of old driving back and forth to church to do the show, and uh, we were blessed by a gift to be able to buy some equipment for here at the house. And so now what I have at the house is um, for the mixer, I've got a Yamaha uh, AW16G digital audio workstation. Um, if you're thinking about buying one of those, I would highly recommend against it. If, if you're getting into podcasting now, don't get this one. The learning curve is much too high, and uh, they're more expensive than you need to, uh, to have, so don't get a Yamaha AW16G, but that's what I'm using. Um, I record um, into my little uh, notebook. It's a little Fujitsu Windows machine. I tried running it through my brand-new Mac Mini a, a couple of months ago, but I'm not really happy with the, the Apple version of Audacity, which is what I'm using for software, by the way. Um, so I'm, I'm back on the PC for, for recording. Um, but I just use the notebook for recording onto. I, for the editing, I use my desktop computer, which is a an AMD processor computer, a little real nice dual core AMD. And the microphone I use is a it's actually it's new. I've only had this one for maybe two or three months now. It's a Heil PR40, 
and I'm loving that. I love the Heil PR40. I have two of those here in our studio. I was reading that on your website. Yeah, it's a great mic. Before that, I had the MXL 990, which I think I read you had as well. Mm -hmm. uh, that 990 is a nice microphone for uh, inexpensive, got a good sound. So, you know, for the podcasters that are out there trying to, you know, just get started and don't have a lot of money, that's a great, great microphone to start with. Yes, it is. So, okay, so you started out with, you know, the equipment at church, which actually is, is far superior to what a lot of people are starting out with in podcasting. And, and I'll, I'll just reiterate, and we've mentioned this several times, you could literally start with your computer, laptop, or your desktop, and a $5 microphone from Walmart, and, a, and your headphones that you probably already have, and, and record your first show using Audacity. Uh, so you don't have to go all fancy with all this mixers and equipment. But if you get into this and you kind of get the bug uh, for podcasting, I can guarantee you that those things won't satisfy you for too long. Now, Steve, let me ask you, how did you make the jump from one podcast to 11 shows? I, th I think I would just call it insanity, to tell you the truth. I mean, <laughs> it takes so much time. And I, I have to be, you know, 100% honest, too. I don't do all 11 shows every week. Uh, there's no way that I could do that. Right now I'm doing, the newest show is the LifeSpring Family Bible, and that's a daily reading of the Bible. I'm reading through the Bible in one year. And that takes a tremendous amount of time. And so there's no way that, that a guy could actually do 11 shows. But, you know, I would go along and, and I would get an idea for a show. And it actually started, let me see, the second show that I started, was a show called In Touch with God's Character. And that came about because I was thinking one day about all the different uh, manifestations or aspects of God's character. He's, you know, he's, he's our father. He's our protector. He's our rock. He's our shield and all these things. And I thought, you know, that would be really kind of a, a cool little short devotional type podcast. Take one of the names of God and talk for, for about two to three minutes about that aspect of God's character. And I think that if I remember right, that idea came from one of my shows, and I just kind of expanded upon that and started in touch with God's character. Then, uh, let's see, for one Christmas I did uh, on the LifeSpring show, the main show, I did a music show. And I thought, well, that was fun. Let's do a music show. And then that one came along. One day I was uh, shopping at Costco, and I saw this book called uh, Then Sings My Soul. And it was a book on hymns, the great hymns of the Christian faith. And I picked it up, and I started paging through that. And each entry was a page long. And I thought, well, that would be a great show. Talk about some of the hymns. Because I love the hymns. Even though you know some of the, the, the praise music that's out now is, is wonderful, and it really does draw you into worship, some of those old hymns are, are just so rich in, in, in faith and doctrine and in teaching. And so I got in touch with the author of that book and uh, asked him if I could use his material, and he said, please do. And so he's been, you know, letting me use his book, and I interviewed him for the show, and, and so that's how LifeSpring Hymn Stories was born. And, you know, things like that. The Advent show um, was not my idea at all. It was the, the idea of a listener of mine, James Cooper, in the U.K., and uh, we, we've been corresponding back and forth now for almost two years. And he said, hey, Steve, I have this website called whychristmas.com. How, how would you like to do a podcast together? And so that's how that show was born. So, you know, I get ideas and I just have to run with them. And I, really, I have to tell you, it's not because um, I get the idea and I say, let me do it. I get the idea and I say, 
let me think about it for a while. And, and I really, I pray about it. And, and if God just continues to build the idea in my mind and in my heart, I feel like it's his leading to do it. And so I do it. That is amazing. And so I really like a couple of things that I'm hearing here that I'd like to point out and, and draw out for those who are thinking about podcasting. Number one is that podcasting, and, and tell me if you agree with this, but number one is podcasting doesn't have to be, you know, I have to contrive all kinds of pre-show ideas and 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 literally spend four hours before I do my show. I I can actually come before a microphone and hit record, and I could do something as simple as recording my daily journal uh, of things that are going on. Um, it can be as simple as something like you have said. You you found a book that has short little entries. You had the appropriate copyright authorization to to go ahead and use that material. I mean, there there is a plethora of things that people could do out there if they make the right phone call or send the right email, uh, make the right contact, that they can get the approval to do um, a podcast on just about any subject or any topic out there. And it's as simple as really just doing it. Yeah. It, you, I know one of the questions coming up is uh, what would be a, a tip or two for a new podcaster. I would say that you it has to be something that you're passionate about. Uh, you need to be able to just talk about it. If it's something that is, is, a, is, a, is a grind for you to, to discuss, then you're probably not going to do very well. But if it's something that you're passionate about, that you're enthused about, that, that you love to do, then you're going to be able to probably have a, a very successful podcast. Absolutely. You have some great shows that have that showcase some Christian artists. And where are you finding that music and uh how are you getting the authorization to play those in your song or in your shows? Well, of course, some of the music comes from the Podtake Music Network. I mean, that's you know, that's a no-brainer. That's easy to get the music there um, and get the authorization. If it's there, then it's free to use. Um, all another place is iota or promonet.com and uh those are, are tracks that are pre-approved to run on a podcast. One of the very first places I ever got any music was a place called IndieHeaven.com. And uh, that's I-N-D-I-E, Heaven, IndieHeaven.com. That's where it, it's all Christian music. And that was before there was any Podsick Music Network or anybody else. And so when I found music there, I would have to write to the artist and ask for his approval, his or her approval. And really, that was... A very cool way to do it because some of those artists that I got okayed from or okays from are still friends with me now. Jimmy Bratcher was one of them. I'm the guy that that, that brought Jimmy Bratcher to podcasting, and uh, we're still friends. As a matter of fact, there's something coming up later in the year with Jimmy Bratcher that everybody's going to be hearing about it. But uh, that's all through Indie Heaven and, and the relationships that I built there. I'm finding artists now also on uh, MySpace. So, um, you know, there's a lot of places that you can find it. A lot of times artists will write me and say, hey, Steve, I've got this track. Would you take a listen? Would you play it on your show? Well, there's a lot of ways that you're getting it. Very cool. One of the one of the questions I frequently get asked is where do I find audio clips and bumpers? I mean, obviously, the music.podshow.com, the Podsafe Music Network, and some of these other places you've mentioned will have some instrumental kind of uh, musics. But, but as far as... Uh, bumpers and stuff like that made for kind of audio productions. Do you have any place that you've had luck finding those or how did you find some of the stuff that you use in the background while you're talking, things like that? 
Well, some of them, yes, I got from uh, uh, the PMN. Some of them are some of the artists that I've talked about that I, I learned about through Indie Heaven. But there are also commercial places that you can go, places that uh, do just this kind of a thing. And uh, the company that, that I have talked about before on other shows, I never talk about them on my show because it's just not what the show's about. But um, there's a company called Digital Juice. And those guys have some absolutely phenomenal product for r relatively reasonable prices. And they're always running some sort of a special. So digitaljuice.com is a great place to go for that. That That's great. I, matter of fact, I have not heard that one uh, of, of Digital Juice. So I'll, I'll be checking that one out, and I'm sure our listeners will. And another place that I, I like to point people to, and it, it's kind of expensive, but... I mean, for something that's going to be the theme song or opening for your show, it's it's really reasonably priced for royalty-free music, and that's uh, musicbakery.com. I'll say. I haven't heard of that one, so that's that's good that we're having this discussion. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, now, let me ask you, where do you see podcasting going in the future? Now, we've talked about what your desire is, and obviously I, I think it's quite aware – everybody's aware that that's my desire to, to do this full-time. Where do you see podcasting itself in the future going? Well, I see it growing. However, if we're ever going to see podcasting really get into the mainstream, we're going to have to make it as easy as turning on the radio, and it's not there yet. Uh, when when the hardware can get to the point where you know a grandma doesn't really have to think about how she's getting this podcast, just that she wants to get it and she turns the radio on it, she turns the dial or whatever. However they do it, it's going to have to get that easy before it really enters the mainstream. And so that really is the challenge that the hardware manufacturers have ahead of them. You know, with the iPod, uh, actually the new iPhone, the Apple iPhone. Uh, coming out with Wi-Fi support, but yet it being locked down. I, I was a little frustrated about that. And then, of course, you had the the Microsoft Zune that was released this past year, and uh, the it's got Wi-Fi enabled, but yet there's no mention of podcast anywhere. And not only that, but the Wi-Fi can only be used to pretty much go and uh, what does Leo Laporte call it? Squirt songs to back and forth, back and forth. I, I really think we need a device that is wireless enabled and that will allow it to wirelessly check RSS feeds and directly download and stream from the Internet. That would be yeah. beautiful. I was talking to Ron Plouffe one time. Ron does uh, Griddle Cakes Radio. I don't know if you've listened to that one, but uh, Griddle Cakes is an absolutely wonderful podcast. If you haven't listened to it, everybody go download Griddle Cakes. It's at griddlecakes.com. Anyway, Ron uh, was talking one time about the fact that he wants to be able to drive his car into the garage at night and have his car download all of his podcasts for him from his wireless network so that when he takes off in the morning, he's all loaded up for his daily commute. And when it's that easy... Then we're going to be somewhere. That's how that's how easy it has to be. Now, what are some of the other podcasts that that you find yourself listening to? Well, I like Griddle Cakes. Like I said, I also listen to Bells in the Bat Free. That's John Bell. Uh, that's one that I don't think a lot of people know about yet, but it's another um, nothing but family friendly type content. He does. Uh, uh, Radio plays, as if you you know want to call it that. Um, he does a lot of voices himself, but he has a, a a staff of people or a cast of characters that that he has on the show. He puts one of those out about every two three weeks, 
Oh, let's see, what else is there? Uh, of course, when you ask now, my mind is drawing a blank. But uh, I, I try, oh, well, there's um, Bitterest Pill, Dan Class, of course. He's uh, one of the, the founders of the art. So I listen to Dan as well. If it's family friendly, I'm, I'm probably going to be listening to it. Well, I'll tell you, Steve, thank you very much for allowing me to have this much of your time on a Monday evening. And I, today's being your podcast day. Uh, I hope that you've got a full day of podcasting in, and we'll be looking forward to seeing some new shows in all of your feeds. And, and so with that, I'd like to ask if you could just tell our listeners how people can find 11 LifeSpring podcasts out there. It's really easy. It's just LifeSpringPodcast.com or LifeSpringTV.com. I just purchased that one. <laughs> so go to LifeSpringTV.com, and you'll go to the place that has all the shows right on there on the, on the splash page. It's been a lot of fun, Cliff. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you very much. Well, everybody, that's all we have here for this edition of the Podcast Answer Man. I want to, again, say thank you to Steve Webb for joining us from the LifeSpring Podcast Network. Or actually, not network, but the family of podcasts over at LifeSpring. Check out his website. And uh, if you do like what he has over there, send him a message. Send him an email and just say, hey, I heard about you on the uh, Podcast Answer Man, and uh, you'll be glad you did. Well, that's all we have for this episode. We'll be back again sh- soon with either another interview or another podcast about podcasting. Until then, uh, you can find this and all of our other shows over at gspn.tv. This has been Cliff Ravenscraft. God bless you, and have a great week.